this is the Simple Sports Podcast, and coming up on today or tonight's show, a few games this weekend are about seeding, and a few games are about much more than that. Uh, for some, the playoffs have already begun in a way. Uh, it's already winner go home. Uh, the Steelers need to win, and and still may end up going home, uh, but still winning in for them essentially, uh, or to some degree. Uh, the Browns are trying to ensure that they leave this year with a winning record, uh, which still is short uh, of the playoffs. Um, but for them, and just for this year at least, to go from one win in two years to having a winning record uh, and a future that is remarkable, uh, or at least it appears that way, uh, obviously is a good thing. The Ravens, of course, need to win uh, to, to keep their playoff hopes alive and this role alive that they're on um and and we'll talk about a few of those games a little bit later on uh, also something else we'll talk about a little bit later on uh i've been critical of the titans this year i've been critical of Mariota and the season that he's had um and and others uh, i've been critical of others and in my opinion rightfully so uh, but at the end of the day, I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, and this week they have a shot at making the dance. It's simple. They win and they in, they're in, uh, and possibly somehow still alive for the division crown if the Texans lose. Uh, the winner of that game will win the division. Uh, today I'll discuss the game, not as, the, not as this so-called analyst that I pretend to be, uh, but as a fan. Uh, but that and more coming up. Uh, a little bit later on, but first we'll start with the simple stuff. There's a lot of talk uh, as of late about whether or not the Steelers should consider firing Mike Tomlin. Uh, if you ask me, uh, which you didn't, I'd say no, not this year uh, or not ever, really. Uh, basically, this is how I look at it. Uh, in my opinion, he's earned the right to finish this last year. And by this last year, I don't mean this year. I mean his last year on his contract, which would be 2019. Uh if it doesn't go well, then you just move on. You find someone else. But I think his resume sh should earn him the right to sort of see this thing out and try to get the ship righted. Um, you know, he's never had a disaster season. Despite all the noise that they have, they keep winning games. Uh, but at some point, the wins have to be important wins and crucial wins. Um, and... We had, we thought they had one this year against the Pats, but it's in a year in which the Pats are down. And so, is it really that big of a deal? Uh, I don't know. Uh, not losing to the Broncos, um, not losing to the Raiders, uh, those would be, you know, important wins. Uh, otherwise, this wouldn't even be a conversation if you were someone else. There are some coaching positions open and probably going to be open uh, come next week and should be open, <clears throat> Marvin Lewis. Uh, some far more intriguing than others. Uh, the Broncos, no way. Not if I have to go forward with Case Keenum. Sam Darnold and the Jets. I get a franchise guy. I get a couple of young, good young players and a big market. Uh, sounds a lot more attractive. Uh We'll see how the coaching carousel shakes out over the course of the next couple of weeks, because I'm sure a few will take place then. 
uh, in terms of firings. Um, and then we'll see if any hirings take place then and then obviously over the course of the offseason. But uh, should be some good opportunities available out there. So, of course, as we wind down the regular season, obviously this is a bittersweet moment because those of us who have teams that are competing for or in the playoffs, uh, we are all happy uh, or could be crushed very shortly in a matter of days. Who knows how the next couple of days is going to turn out. But with the season coming to an end comes accolades. The most disappointing teams of the year have to start with the Packers. I understand the coaching dispute and all of that, but this team is too good to have won as few games as they have, especially to have the quarterback that they have or so that they say. Uh, the Falcons, certainly. The Steelers, certainly, if they miss the playoffs. But even still, a disappointing season for them. Um... The Jags as well, at least for me, not a disappointing season, but for a lot of people, um, a disappointing season. I didn't think that, that they were that good anyway, uh, but some people thought that or at least predicted that they might be able to recapture some of that glory from last year. Uh, the Vikings are on that list, albeit I think unfairly some of this is being pinned on Kirk Cousins. And while I don't think Kirk Cousins is necessarily this elite quarterback in the NFL, um, certainly the shortcomings of this team this year haven't all been on him. Um, on the flip side, how could you not be most impressed with teams like the Colts? Uh, regardless of what happens in this game between them and the Titans, uh, they've had a pretty remarkable season. Uh, the Seahawks, and, and there's there's other teams as well. We'll, we'll leave that for another day. Uh, all I can say about that, it's been a great, great football season. Uh, but for now... Let's take a look at tomorrow's games uh, and go from there. So there's a handful of games that are in question, at least to some degree, uh, or have very big playoff implications. There's a few games that have some, um, some sway, but we tend to believe that those teams will take care of the wins, right? Raiders and Chiefs. Again, the Chiefs could lose and it could affect some things in the playoff race, but we don't expect them to lose to the Raiders, right? So we're, we're not going to talk about those. I want to talk about three games in particular that I'm interested in. The Jags at the Texans, the Browns at the Ravens, and the Bears at the Vikings. So let's start with the first one, okay? Jags and Texans. First of all, I think the Texans are overrated, okay? I thought they've been overrated all year. I thought they went on the most fraudulent winning streak in <laughs> maybe in NFL history. Uh... Listen, they lost to the Titans with Blaine Gabbard, okay? They lost to the Giants. Um, and their streak includes wins over the Cowboys and Colts, which are, uh, meh. They're okay. Uh, followed by the Bills, Jags, and Dolphins, the Broncos, and Washington. Okay, not exactly the cream of the crop in the NFL. Okay? Uh, the Titans and Browns. Uh, which of these teams do you fear? Okay, at the end of the day, those teams, in most people's eyes, are, are average at best. Okay, so those aren't necessarily quality wins. Uh, and they narrowly escaped this, a number of those games as it is. I'm not sure that they'll lose to the Jags in, in Week 17 at home. Um, you know, the Jags obviously have a good defense. They could play for pride, play for spoiler, things of that nature. Um, I'd love to know that the AFC South was actually up for grabs, winner take all, uh, come Sunday night. That would be awesome. Uh, but 
I'm just as happy that it is a win and end game. Uh, more so on the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson has an injury history. Um, that's not to do with them being overrated, uh, but it's just something to keep an eye out for. Um, he makes critical mistakes. The offensive line obviously has their issues, and the Jags running game can be a problem uh, this time of year. Um and again, the defense playing on pride uh, could present some problems uh, for the Texans. So hopefully, uh, but again, there's no need to pin hopes on that. Uh, again, it'd be nice, obviously, to have a home playoff game, but no need to pin hopes on it. Second game I want to talk about uh, is the Browns versus the Ravens. Okay. First thing is I hope this game is good just to begin with. All right. Uh, I'd love to see Baltimore in just because I love I, I've always had a a soft spot for Baltimore. I love Ray Lewis. I love the defense. I love Shannon Sharp when he was there. I loved all those guys. I love teams that play rough and physical defense. And that's what the Ravens are about. And that's what they're doing again this year. Lamar Jackson has been impressive. Um, obviously has things to work on, but for him to be a rookie and to come in and to basically uplift this team from the grave and with a win this Sunday into the playoffs is pretty remarkable. Uh, also would love to see the Steelers out more than <laughs> anything. Uh, and so in that case, I would obviously prefer the Ravens to win. But at the same time, I'm really pulling for Baker, man, because I am I love this kid. Uh I wasn't sure what to make of him coming out of college and into the NFL. I didn't know where to land. Uh, I am a fan, uh, and he, he's a rock star, and I love it. I am pulling for him, but like I said, story-wise and things of that nature, I would love much more for the Steelers to be out, and so for that, uh, got to pull for the Ravens. Uh, and finally, the Bears versus the Vikings. Big game, Kirk Cousins, Bears defense. Playoff spot is on the line. It's simple. You win in your end for the Vikings at home versus the Bears. You better win because fairly or not, people are going to come after Kirk Cousins if they don't win this game, especially if he doesn't play particularly well or even doesn't carry them to a victory. Kirk Cousins can have a decent game, a semi-decent game, uh, even an average game. Uh, but if they don't win... People are going to come after him. Uh, and again, I think it's a little bit unfair. I don't think Kirk Cousins is this elite quarterback. He's not some top five quarterback to me. But he is better than I think what people give him credit for. Uh, that said, the shortcomings of this Viking season shouldn't all be pinned on him. So, unfortunately, Eagles fans... Um, your hopes lie on the shoulders of Kirk Cousins, which just left your division. So good luck with that. All right. So as I've said at the top of this and a couple of times before, I've been rough on Mariota and the Titans all year. Uh, but today I'm here to discuss them as fans. Four keys to winning this football game as a fan. Um, and and just throwing in some nice little nuggets. Again, critical uh, but I want to be a little bit more positive today. Uh, and so let's get started because winning this football game uh, and getting into the dance, I think there's four important factors. Number one, Mariota needs to get at least six, anywhere from six to ten uh, design runs. T 
Titans are 12 and 2 over Mariota's entire football career when he gets at least six carries. Now, with Henry looking like the Heisman winner that they drafted, it should open up for him to rush a bit more, and obviously with the play action and things like that. Uh, but he needs at least six to 10 design runs, uh, whether it be read option quarterback draw whatever bootlegs all that stuff uh they need to throw the kitchen sink at the colts and and win this game and like i said 12 and 2 when he gets at least six carries uh i hope someone in titans in in the titans front office is listening uh, or has the common sense and wherewithal to do that on their own because uh, he has that ability, and in this this NFL and today's league, I don't know why they don't use it more more than they do. Number two would be they need to keep the Colts' running game handcuffed. Much like the New Orleans Saints, the Colts don't have a ton of weapons all over the field. Um, they aren't like the the Chiefs were, you know, in the first couple of weeks when they had all of their weapons healthy and running all over the place. It was just a madhouse. Uh, they run quite a few heavy sets. Uh, now the the Saints don't run nearly, at least not to my eye, um, at first glance watching on Sundays. They don't they don't run nearly as many heavy sets as the Colts do. Uh, but some of the philosophy is the same. A lot of a lot of heavy runs, play actions, um, throws to the tight ends and slot receivers, and then obviously Michael Thomas does his thing. But anyway, getting back to the point, they run quite a few heavy sets and play action passes to Eric Ebron. I expect Bayer to be all over him. They're probably going to double him, uh, him and between him and T.Y. Hilton. I don't think they have many other weapons and I wouldn't be overly concerned about anyone else. Uh, Gerald Casey is out and I'm not sure that they could put up 30 plus points if the Colts jump out to a 10 point lead or something like that early in the game. And it, and it turns into a shootout. Um, I think the key is to to force, <laughs> believe it or not, is to try to force Andrew Luck to beat you throwing the football to what I would consider not so great weapons. Okay, limit Marlon Mack, limit the play action stuff, force Andrew Luck to have to throw to have to throw the Colts into a win. Um, and obviously, I'm not saying that Andrew Luck can't do that. But I would much rather see him try to throw it to guys that <clears throat> aren't, you know, T.Y. Hilton, that aren't Eric Ebron, and that isn't Marlon Mack running up and down the field. Uh, that's something to look out for. Um, another thing that they need to do, and something that I think is going to be huge, and, and sort of goes hand in hand with that, is they need to get turnovers. Uh, of course, anybody with a brain will tell you that one of if not the biggest factor in football in terms of game to game statistics uh are turnovers the Col the Colts are a tick below 500 when Andrew Luck has at least one interception over his career uh and 8 and 15 when he has two so the Titans are going to need to get a turnover and soon in the game give your team a chance to get an easy score you know something in the Colts in or end zone in the Colts uh half of the field uh you know maybe from the 30 or 40 yard line six plays five plays something like that where you can get an easy touchdown maybe another one where you can get an easy pick and get a quick easy 10 points without having to do a ton of work uh 
uh, other than being efficient. Um, don't force Mariota have to go up and down the field on, you know, six or seven different drives, um, eight, 10, 12 plays, 80 yards every single time. Like, just don't do that. You need at least one turnover, I think, is going to be crucial. Uh, and whether that be an interception or a fumble somewhere along the line, uh, maybe even a blocked field goal or punt, uh, something along those lines. But they're going to need something other than, you know, they can't allow the Colts to just simply punt the ball away every single time. Uh, eventually, Andrew Luck's going to crack that armor. Uh, he's too good to not go up and down the field at some point. Uh, so I think a turnover is going to be crucial. And finally, no dumb plays and no big plays, and especially no big dumb plays. Titans will occasionally <laughs> mysteriously let up phantom, you know, just blown coverages, guys running wide open, 80-yard touchdowns, uh, or, you know, a fumble, a key fumble in a, in a moment that's just inopportune, big penalty when you get a sack or something like they're they're prone to that and they're also prone to just flat out laying a stinker of a game uh take buffalo and baltimore just this year uh those two games don't happen you're talking about an 11 win team going for the 12th win um this week uh you just can't have those and especially in a game like this you certainly can't have one now i never really had doubts about mariota's ability uh, in fact, so much so that I, I want to talk about a few things. Um, obviously he has the ability to run the football. There's no, you know, doesn't take a genius to figure that out. Uh, if he can stay healthy, if they do beat the Colts, he, uh, he's going to need to be a big reason why, as I said, six to 10 rushes at minimum, um, uh, they're going to need that. And he's going to need that moving forward as well. Uh, Another thing is he can also throw the football. This this notion or this narrative that he he's not a good thrower of the ball, I find to be laughable. I've watched him a, a few times. Uh, he's made some great throws down the field. He's made some great throws uh, on some some pretty great routes. Talking about difficult routes, you know, fifteen yard digs and outs and and corner routes and fit like it's not as simple as people make it seem and so to see him make those throws uh you know trust me there's a lot of quarterbacks that we see that consistently do it uh far worse than he does uh he has the occasional misfire of course like any other quarterback would uh tom brady has misfires aaron Rodgers has misfires every quarterback from the best all the way down to the worst uh has the occasional misfire so that is what it is, but he's more than capable. Um, I'm not saying he's one of the elite throwers of all time or something like that, but he's certainly more than capable of throwing the football down the field. Uh, his issue is in his health and how much that changes and affects his ability uh, and efficiency at doing it, but his ability to do it is certainly there. Um, and he's he's really clutch. Uh, if you told me I got two minutes left and I need a score, there's really not a ton of guys in the NFL that I want more than Mariota in a vacuum. Um, anyway, um, certainly, you know, if you're talking about 
over all of history or anything like that. But if you're talking about this year, say if I had to pick one quarterback from this year to take me to win the football game on one score, yeah, give me Mariota. Uh, since he's been in the league, he has 10 fourth-quarter drives, uh, fourth-quarter comebacks, uh, good for six in football. And he has 12 game-winning drives, good for fifth in football. So he's clutch, and he's efficient in the red zone. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 44 touchdowns to one interception he threw this year, of course. Uh, and I think when he did it, like the day before, I did a podcast talking about that very stat. And then, of course, he threw a pick in the red zone. And it was a terrible throw against Miami uh, to ruin it because I think he was at like 41 touchdowns or something like that with no interceptions in the red zone, which is impossible. Um, so there's there's quality there, man. There really is. Again, today, I'm not here to criticize uh, the contract, the coaching, the offense, the lack of weapons or whatever and wherever you want to play the, place the blame. Uh, forget about it for one week, it, it, regardless of who your team is, especially if your team is in or playing for a chance to get in the playoffs. Just be a fan this week. Uh, there are a number of factors to be decided this weekend. And, and I'm pretty pumped about it. This has been an awesome year of football. Last week was one of the best. I think it was the very, from start to finish, top to bottom, in terms of game quality, I think was the best of the year. Um, hopefully this this week get close to, I, I don't know how it's going to top it. Hopefully it can get close to it in terms of the feelings that we all have. But it was a great year. Uh, nonetheless, no matter who your team is, I don't know if anyone can be overly disappointed unless you're like a Raiders fan. <laughs> like that. Uh, but until next time.